0: Welcome to the Always Never Right Podcast, a podcast for Gen Xers who are getting to middle age and are wondering how the fuck that happened. I'm Jill Farrell.
1: And I'm Gina Biggs. And tonight we're going to talk about something sort of different. We are adding people to our quote friend group, unquote, that are clearly not ever going to be part of our friend group. But we decided we'd see who could be part of the entourage um, this fictional, awesome entourage we've created in our heads. We came up with some rules, too, that we'll go over after we talk about the Janky Poo's.
0: Oh, yes. Drinks. Yeah. So tonight, <laughs> the drink, uh, well, it doesn't necessarily fit any theme. I mean, <laughs> maybe the yum theme is all it fits, but... It's called Tiger Tanaka. I have no clue why, but it's muddled cilantro and ginger. And then it's got citrus-flavored vodka, limoncello, and pineapple juice. And we'll put the recipe up on alwaysneverwrite.com, just like usual, so you can make it, too. And then you can drink it while we're talking about this. What do you I, think? It's beautiful.
1: It's uh, it tastes, To me, it tastes like one of those lemon drops, uh-huh. lemon drop candies we used to have yeah. as kids.
0: But I don't taste the ginger very much or the cilantro. Like, I think I should put in
1: more. You know, I, I'm getting a little bit of the ginger undertone. But to me, it's it's kind of like when you put a dab of salt in a strawberry. It's not that it's becoming a flavor, but it's enhancing the flavor.
0: Oh, maybe.
1: Maybe. That's That's... Mm. Oh, I have those every once in a while. And I'm kind of excited. <laughs> Look at you. You were, <laughs> right. You were
0: right once.
1: Oh. <gasps> Oh my gosh, this is going to be the topsy-turvy episode. Hang on to your hats, kids.
0: <laughs> so we, what do you think we should, let's talk about the rules, okay?
1: <laughs> let's do, because I'm making no sense otherwise.
0: So here's the rules. These have to be people that other folks would know, so they have to be like actors, politicians, authors, bloggers, people in the public eye, right? Uh, can't just be like random so there's this lady that works at my grocery store, and her name's Emily. She should totally be on our entourage. Um, so, look, <laughs> eye people, they have to be alive or like recently dead. They can't be old dead. They have to be new dead, like recently passed away. Okay, yeah, we'll,
1: we'll have to define recently shortly.
0: Okay, we can talk about recently, and then <laughs> it also has to be a reasonable fit. It can't be somebody you just like to know because you'd like to know them, like. I would love to know Neil deGrasse Tyson, but like what the fuck would I talk to him about? He's way smarter than me. We don't really have anything in common, I don't think. Um, I can't see us just hanging out at the pool and drinking drinks and whatever. So these are people that you could like have to your house and just like, let's go have some let's get some pizza and go have some cocktails and sit in the pool and drink and whatever. So those are the rules. Cool? Cool. All right. Cool, cool. Cool cool cool. Who is your number one?
1: My number one is Gina Davis.
0: Of course, of course it is. Of course do you it look is. Like? Why would don't, you pick Gina Davis? Just because you guys look like and you want to go someplace with her. Like, look, you guys are twins.
1: Now, despite the fact that I totally should have played her little sister in League of Their Own, we'll let that go no. for now. <laughs> um, no, but in all seriousness, think about how awesome yet random her career has been. Yeah. She started as a model. She was in one of the best Tim Burton movies ever, Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then after she did a few more movies and won an Oscar and all that shit, she goes, you know what? I think I'll go learn archery. That sounds like fun. Why don't I go become an Olympic caliber archer? And she did.
0: Maybe
1: I'll be. next. Need- yeah, and, and since then she has created a um, like women in media studies. Um, yeah. Focus group slash charity thing. Yeah, um, that really talks about the perception of women in media as time goes on, and what can we do to make um, women more equal? And I'm like,
0: so you're what would you ab- have in common with her?
1: Oh, I'm random. I think True. we got that.
0: You guys uh, both have random.
1: I have. I love Tim Burton. I'd have some questions there. <laughs> and I'm uh, a wee tiny bit of a feminist um oh yeah a little bit and i would have a lot of fun discussing with her the thing on her uh that her organization i'm gonna have to look up the name of that in a second and i'll come back to that i should have done that before tonight but i'm a dumbass um but i would like to learn more about the studies that that organization she's created has been doing because how kick ass is that plus on tv she played the first woman president so you know
0: Jane Davis best. Institute on Gender and Media.
1: Yes, that's it. Thank you.
0: I mean... Jane.org.
1: She's just kick-ass. Plus, she ages really well, as do we, so we'll have lots of things to talk about in that regard. I think you're aging
0: better than me. But you're
1: aging yes. pretty well.
0: I think you, you guys would have that to talk about. Okay.
1: Well, you were born a whole decade before me. Fuck off. Okay. In a decade before me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's a fine line.
0: <laughs> You're a complete douche.
1: I am, but it's funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's very rare that I get one of these opportunities. Okay, anyway, I'll quit being a bitch, and tell me your person.
0: My number one, Phoebe Waller-Bridge.
1: Oh, yes, you've been telling me about her shit.
0: Tell me. She is amazing. First of all, she's fucking hilarious beyond belief. She's also a little bit um, irreverent, which I think I would qualify as. A little bit. She's very smart. She is doing everything. Like, she's doing everything. She played L3 in Solo. Oh! Yeah. She's Fleabag. She wrote and directed and produced it. She wrote and directed and produced um, the Chasing Eve
1: Oh, very cool.
0: Yeah, she is also writing the new James Bond movie. (gasps) Seriously? Yes. Kick ass. Yeah, she's incredible. And she's super tall, like we are. And Gina. And she's funny. I mean, like, I said that already, but I don't think I can emphasize how funny she is. I really, really enjoy her humor because it's very um kind of offbeat and nuanced and I think she like I actually think she would totally fit in like it could completely be like come over have pizza we'll go sit in the pool she would totally sit there with a bathing suit I'd give her a cigarette we would have some good times we would drink in the pool we would sit there with our pizza and we would talk about the funniest shit ever nice so Phoebe Waller-Bridge if you weren't if you weren't my best friend and Rexy wasn't my best friend she would be my other best friend.
1: I, you know, I, I can bow down to that. And and maybe you and me and Gina and Phoebe should all sit down some time and compare like Mensa scores or some shit.
0: I'm afraid of Gina a little bit. Like, <laughs> I think you guys could totally hang, but I don't know if I could hang with her. And here's why. She doesn't seem humorous. Really? To me. She oh, seems I, very serious all the time. Oh, uh, you know, I think
1: she's done some pretty good comedy and film and has been pretty awesome at it. So I think she would be just totally fine. And again, I point to Beetlejuice.
0: Let me just point to what was the pirate one she was on?
1: Okay, I wanted to kick so many asses after that. Um, oh, what was the name I wasn't that. I
0: think it was horrible, but it was not awesome.
1: Why is it I can remember who directed it, but I can't remember the name of it?
0: It doesn't even matter because it was that bad. But it wasn't that bad. I just feel like she's too serious. Like I just feel like she wouldn't want to hang with me. She'd be like, Like, "No, you're you're not who I want to hang with." But oh, you she, can only totally hang with her. Like, you guys could go have lunch and stuff. It'd be fine.
1: Oh, like, I'm serious? She, if, if that were the criteria, she'd boot my ass to the curb. Um, I think she's funny. Oh, and it was Cutthroat Island, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah but, um, yeah, I think she's hilarious. But um, she's just very mild-mannered in how she presents it as to me who will tell the rampant poop joke at any opportunity.
0: I just don't think she's a reasonable fit for me. So, like, as far as uh, number three on our rules list, I don't feel like she fits me. But she could fit you. Like, she could be in your entourage. That would be okay.
1: Okay. I would just, like, pay 50 bucks to be 30 feet um, and six miles within the distance of her entourage. That would be enough for me.
0: 30 feet and six miles? That's a weird distance.
1: It occurred to me 30 feet wasn't enough, so I tagged on.
0: Six miles was a lot. That's a lot to tag on. Well, I panicked. (laughs) okay
1: okay anyway
0: who's your number two
1: my number two the notorious rbg
0: oh right on wow you were a lot more serious than i did
1: uh well you know what she she's serious but at the same time she's sublimely funny my ruthie bader ginsburg
0: she is she is she's very funny and you're lawyerly so that makes sense for me like, that's, that's reasonable for you. It wouldn't be reasonable for me to choose her. Yeah.
1: But, you know, plus she she's also, dare I say, a bit of a feminist uh-huh. um, and a general badass. And I do think if she met me, she would go, oh, aren't you adorable and how hard you try. So I think we could have dinner a few times for her amusement.
0: I think she would say bless your heart to you. I think she
1: would. Probably in the southern way, but I'd take it. That's all right. That's all yeah. right. <laughs> I'd take it. If it got me a half an hour of an audience with her, I would fucking take it. So, okay. okay. Right. <laughs> no, that's I great. think that's good for you. Yeah. And she. Uh, if you haven't seen um, On the Basis of Sex, fabulous movie.
0: I have not yeah. seen it yet, but I want to. It's on my list.
1: Awesome. It's very good. I haven't seen the documentary yet, but um, and I know they took a lot of liberties with the movie. but
0: Sure, she, because they have she, to make it entertaining.
1: Oh, yeah. But there are things that they gave her to do that I could realistically see her doing, even if she didn't. Um, Like there's this scene where she's in a dinner that like one of the Harvard professors invited all of the women in this class, like all four of them or whatever, I can't remember, uh, to dinner. And they're all sitting around and they're asking stuff about, um, you know, what about your husband's? and all this stuff and I can't remember what answer she gave but it was just like this real nice little slide, little cut him off at the knees answer that so reminded me of someone I used to work with who um, became an attorney in the early 70s and someone went up to her once and asked her, well, what do your kids do do during the day? And she just looked at him like he was the biggest idiot in the world and with complete and utter sincerity and seriousness said, well, I tie them on leashes to the tree in the front yard. (laughs) <laughs> and I remember thinking, you're a badass when she told me that story. And whatever answer it was that um, the fictional RGB said or RBG said in the movie was so along those lines. And I'm like, please let that be true. Please let that be true. Please let that be true. Right. So, anyway. so yeah, she's my firm number two. And I know that she would kick my ass in a workout session.
0: Probably. Yes, have you s- nice.
1: Have you seen her bench press? Shit. Yeah, Kinda she's sucks. pretty fit. So yeah, I love I love me some Ruthie. Okay. I, so I, I can
0: call her Ruthie. Ma. You totally can. Okay. Well, my goes. number 2 Mm-hmm. Lynn Manuel Miranda. <gasps> oh my gosh, can I cling on to your
1: number two? <laughs> no. He's Fuck on you. my he's on my list. Well,
0: we're having so a I joint dinner, aren't we? <laughs> No, you're picking people for you and picking people for me. Like, you can come hang out with my entourage, but it's still my entourage.
1: Okay, I'm adding to my list now. You, <laughs> you can't add it
0: Because I already picked it.
1: <laughs> you motherfucker. Okay.
0: Sorry. <laughs> no, you're not.
1: You're so not sorry. That's what makes it so heinous.
0: And it's not just because of Hamilton, but it's because of all the other things that he represents and the fact that he is able to first of all make fun of himself
1: Mm.
0: second of all he enjoys drinking third he just likes being in the world and I think that's so important one difference that I think you and I have a little bit is you're a far more um serious minded as far as the world goes you're more earnest maybe that's the word for it Mm. um And I think I'm a little bit more light in some ways. Like, I'm a little bit more, I won't say flighty, but I'm a little bit more um, just like, look at this. This is cool. Oh, look at this. This is cool.
1: (laughs) I I would say you're more zen about it. Like, shit happens. You're like, eh, shit just happened.
0: Maybe. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's the difference. You just take it all in and you, like, really obsess about all of the things. And I'm just like, well, that happened. That was suck. But, okay, let's move on. And (laughs) I think he sort of is like that, too. He finds things that suck and he's like, that sucks. Let's see if I can do anything about it. If I can, I will. If I can't, I'm going to move on and find something I can do something about.
1: And that's why I take Sertraline and you don't.
0: Yeah. Maybe. (laughs) But that's okay. It is okay. So he's part of mine because Hamilton and that was wonderful. And a lot of other things that I think is wonderful about him. But also because I think he and I have that kind of sort of, you said Zen. I'll use that. We have that kind of Zen. Let's move on and do what we can. Address the things we can.
1: That's. That's very cool, very serenity prayer of you. Whereas I get too hooked up in the I want to
0: JJ. I don't
1: give a fuck with our
0: hands. I can't fight. I can't fight every single battle. I have to pick and choose.
1: There you go. It's very true. nice. Very nice. So, right. I um, I have to ask. Have you seen his episode of Drunk History?
0: Yes, I have.
1: Oh. Amazing. Oh, no sorry We should do that as an episode sometime to a drunk history.
0: Oh, yeah. Gosh.
1: In honor of drunk history episode. Here we go. Yeah, we should do it.
0: We can but totally go drunk history.
1: Damn straight. Okay. It would fit in well with our current um idiom. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Okay. What's your number three? My number three? I struggled with this because I was going to go more heady at this point and name a politician or an author, but fuck that noise. Instead, I'm going for one of the recently dead, who's still one of my personal heroes, Madeline Kahn.
0: That counts. You can take her. Madeline Kahn is recently dead enough. Wait, I'm saying recently dead is 20 years. When did she die?
1: Um... Hopefully within that space, because that will knock out a couple of my people, if not. 20 years is rather arbitrary, because when you think about the grand scheme of
0: history, we're one minute. She's 20 years. She died in 1999.
1: Okay. Um, we may get into fights later.
0: That's fine. 20 years is the is the number. That's recently dead.
1: 20 years may be the number, because recently is a very subjective number.
0: Yeah, I'm not talking geological time.
1: I know, but you know, even, well, humans on this earth, even the last hundred years would still be pretty phenomenal. Yeah. No. Don't deny me, Nikola Tesla.
0: You don't get Tesla.
1: Fucking hell. Okay. We'll debate others, but I'm still.
0: What do you have in common with Tesla? Zero things. Remember rule number three, it has to be a reasonable fit. It can't just be somebody you'd like to know because you'd like to know them.
1: We're both somewhat Slavic. Oh. And he was no. Um, no, somewhat crazy. No, so smart he was unbalanced. I think also that defines no. me.
0: No, you don't get Nikola Tesla. No, Nikola Tesla is a no for you. All
1: right, fine. I'll take Nikola Tesla, but we may have to discuss Hedy Lamarr later. Look, you get Madeline Kahn.
0: <laughs> Tell me why you want Madeline Kahn.
1: I want Madeline Kahn because the the woman was fucking funny,
0: she and she wants-
1: could. And she could sing, and she had beautiful comedic timing, and she was smart. She did all these great things. I just, one of my favorite things to quote in all time, okay, when I'm ridiculously happy about something to the point of orgasmic about it, I'll go,
0: oh, sweet mystery of life, at last I found you. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the quote that we have around our house even mm-hmm. Millie has this as a tick. Have a seat, show
1: <laughs> Nice. And one of the other things, when I get really, when I get so mad, there are no words for it. I go, the fl- fl- flames, flames on the side of my face. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the woman was a freaking
0: we also have, genius. Yes. No, 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 no. Yes. No, 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 no.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's wonderful. Her and Melbrook. Madeline Kahn. Thank you. Madeline Kahn's beautiful. Plus, she was just gorgeous and just She was
0: gorgeous. She was lovely.
1: And a presence. I mean, she was she's another person who would walk into a room and own it, whether she wanted to own
0: it or not. Yeah, that's true. Mm. Okay. My number three. Mm-hmm. An author. David cool. Sederis.
1: Oh, yeah. I always think of him as
0: amy sedaris's brother you know he's so much funnier than amy sedaris and she's funny he's so much funnier than she is the santa land diaries was one of the funniest fucking things i ever heard slash read in the world (laughs) i almost peed myself the first (laughs) he's absolutely hilarious he did a he did a thing on I think it was Jimmy Fallon it might have been Jay Leno but I think it was Jimmy Fallon please be um, I think it was Fallon about the stadium pal stadium buddy <laughs> oh my gosh I know what that is yes it was so funny he did this whole routine about it where he like read his essay about the stadium buddy stadium pal I'm pretty sure it was stadium pal and oh my god it was so funny he is hilarious, and he's smart, and he's, like, little tiny, but he's, like, absolutely hilarious. I enjoy him so much, and every book, every essay I've, I've listened to him on NPR, I've, God, he's hilarious. I love him. David Sedaris yeah. is 100% on my list.
1: Kick butt. Okay. I like it.
0: Uh All right. Number four. Who is next on your list?
1: Okay. Well, kind of along the same lines, since you brought up late night talk show hosts. um,
0: Arsenio Hall. Please say Arsenio.
1: I wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Now that you mention him, I wish I had. But no. and, And I'm not even saying the person I'm going to springboard off of. Um, And I'm looking for the exact favorite quote in particular, but David Letterman, this guy got his start on David Letterman, and I love David Letterman, and he was very, very close being my pick, but I decided to go somewhat more, I I had the feeling that David Letterman would look at me and go, "Eh, yeah, bye. (laughs)
0: No, um, the thing is that they don't get a say in this. They have to join our entourage if we pick them.
1: Okay. It's a draft. But I like, I, I really relate to someone who got a start on David Litterman as the man underneath the stairs, Chris Elliott. Really? Really. He cracks me up. And, mm-hmm. Like and, Cabin Boy Chris Elliott? Yes, exactly. I was actually, I was trying to find a specific um, quote from Cabin Boy, actually. <laughs> Because it's one, something I used to quote all the time in high school, but Chris Elliott is so, because he's so fucking out there, I relate to him on a whole other level. Um, because he, he just, I, I think he will say something that's funny, even if no one else in the world gets it, and he will laugh his own ass off at it, and that's me. So I had the feeling that we could sit there, and he would say something, and I would laugh, even if I had no clue what he was talking about, just because I knew it made him happy. And, um, yeah, so, because I do the same thing all the damn time. Like, this weekend, I was talking to John the Brit, and I was... um, talking about something I saw on Cinema Sins Cinema last week because I love Cinema Sins and I love Stephen King and they were reviewing It Part 1 and at the end they made this remark about um, oh uh, something about well let me go look back I'm sure Part 1 of the book ended up just fine and holy Jesus what the hell happened and I'm like haha that was hilarious and John the Brit looked at me like why would that be hilarious I'm like you never read it did you No. And I'm like, doesn't matter. I still think it's funny. So, and I won't get into why, but anyone, any of our listeners who's read the book It will know why. What the fuck was that? You will know exactly what scene that is. Um, Okay.
0: Well, you can have them on your entourage. You can have whoever you want. If you think that they fit fit the profile, then you can have them.
1: I am so all over Chris Elliott for this. But no, Chris Elliott is just so off the wall and weird and subversive and he doesn't care if no one else understands his jokes and that speaks to me on so many levels because I've spent so much of my life having no one understand my jokes that I think we could really get along well.
0: Well, all right. You should definitely do that then.
1: I should reach out to Chris Elliot. which reminds me...
0: He might actually want to be your friend.
1: He might. You never know. Actually, did I ever tell you about what I met David Letterman's head
0: writer. Nope. It you was met David Letterman's s- head writer?
1: I did. Summer of 94. I can't remember. It was What was his name? Okay, now i got to look this
0: up. Okay, we're looking up too many things.
1: I know. It was in Summer of 94. I can't remember his name anymore. Um... But he was the head writer for the David Letterman show back in 1994, summer '94, when I was an intern in
0: D.C. Are you sure, or did he just tell you that he was?
1: No, I recognized him because it was 1994, and I'm a huge fucking geek. I knew it was this guy. It's just been 25 years; I can't remember his name. <laughs> but. He was at the airport because my then boyfriend and I, I, I went to the airport with him. This is pre-2000 you know pre-911 where you could actually go to the gate with people and see them right. off. And um, we went back there and we looked over and there's David Letterman's head writer sitting right next to Sirajul and Mujibar who are the Bangladesh shop owners.
0: I remember them?
1: Yes. The that, that running gag with was so long and he would go over to their shop all the time. They were all sitting there waiting at the same gate that my boyfriend was wanting to fly out of. And all I had on me at that point, that was the summer that Hillary Clinton was first trying to get the um, health care plan through, universal yeah. health care plan. For whatever reason, I had the Bob Dole alternative health care plan on me oh, at that time. And so when I went up and asked David Letterman's head writer and Sir Jewel and Mujibur for an autograph, that was all I had on me for them to write on. <laughs> so in my basement at this moment is a box that has within it an autographed Bob Dole health care plan autographed by Sir Jewel, Mujibur, and David Letterman's head writer.
0: Well, that's kind of awesome.
1: And how fucking random is that shit? That's pretty random. It was pretty random, and I'm very thrilled about it. Anyway, so yes, Chris Elliott is where this all started, and I will let us get back on track now. Who's your Chris Elliott equivalent, I must ask?
0: I don't have a Chris Elliott equivalent. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're a normal human being. (laughs) My number four pick, I'm trying to decide. I have quite a good list. I have a a trifecta.
1: (laughs) Oh, do tell.
0: This is three people that have to come together.
1: That sounds like a porno.
0: Tell me yeah. your sex tape. Uh, uh. So the three people that come together as a as a crew: Kristen Wiig, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler.
1: Oh my gosh! Okay, I'm so crushing your your party. I'm crushing your entourage.
0: You're thinking because- like political. F- feminist people, and I'm like, let's have a fun time. I know, but I am... I do do have some other people, like, that are a little more politically... Well, I have a couple. Sort of. But But, I
1: am Liz Lemon. I'm Liz Lemon, and Nina is Amy Poehler, or uh, Leslie Knope. So, you know, we have to come visit. Okay. Thank you.
0: Anyway, so I know that Kristen Wiig doesn't traditionally fall in with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, but I think the three of them coming from Saturday Night Live being with us but I think they have to come together because I feel like the five of us would be like unstoppable
1: I'm surprised you did not put Kate McKinnon no excuse me did not put Kate McKinnon
0: I thought about Kate McKinnon is Millie's pick like Uh, Millie thinks Kate McKinnon can do no wrong and so I'm leaving Kate McKinnon to be on Millie's entourage <laughs> um, and I love Kate McKinnon. Don't get me wrong. And I considered adding Melissa McCarthy. Ah, oh, yes. <laughs> but I thought that I didn't want to be greedy, so I just added these three. They're one unit. So this is a one pick that I get three people. Fair. You know, John the Brit and I
1: quote Kristen Wiig all the fucking time at home. I love her. As <laughs> so we sit there and go, "Love you. You're gonna fail." Or no, that's uh, Dewey. Rock hard. Walk hard. Walk hard. Walk hard. Dewey. Yes, we uh, Dewey Cox. Yes, we we quote that all the time. Love you. You're gonna fail.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think Christa- Kristen Kristen Wig is just about the funniest ever.
1: She's pretty good. She's incredibly versatile and pretty fucking awesome.
0: I do think so. So, yeah, that's that's my trio. And Tina Fey is smart and funny, and Amy Poehler is smart and funny. And I think the three of them fit the um, non-abrasive and yet funny mold that I aspire to. Which is
1: kind of sad when you think about it. Non-abrasive has to be thrown in there.
0: No, because there's others on my list who are abrasive, and that's okay, too.
1: Okay, Oh, I see that. Okay, we're good. I will move off my soapbox for the time being.
0: There's men at, that are abrasive, too, and there's women who are abrasive. I think you can have abrasive and still be enjoyable.
1: Oh, oh, hell yeah. I mean, Don Rickles is kind of the...
0: Mm, I don't like Don Rickles. I didn't really? Think
1: oh, I followed him on Twitter, and when he passed away, his wife took other, over his Twitter account, and it made me sad.
0: I also didn't like Joan Rivers. I didn't think she was funny.
1: She had moments.
0: She had moments. So did John Rickles. But as a rule, like, mostly I didn't really have much use for either of them. I thought they were just not funny. But there are, like, there are some male comedians that I think are really funny that are (laughs) abrasive, like, very abrasive that I still think are funny. True. Okay. (laughs) Fair enough. Who's your next?
1: Okay. So my next is um, a duo. Because they are, to varying degrees, very bleak. But we talked before about we talked before about my taste in books.
0: Oh dear.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that kind of kicked it off right there. And actually, I'm going to make it a trio because I've I've got the I've got a bleak trifecta. (laughs) Your bleak trifecta.
0: Sweet, let's do it.
1: Tana French who writes the um, Dublin Murder Squad series of books. Mo Mo Hader, who writes the Jack Caffrey um, series of books, as well as horribly twisted stuff like The Devil of Nanking and um, Pig Island. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm throwing Stephen King in there, too, because he's written some bleak-ass shit.
0: Yeah, but Stephen King writes with a sense of humor. It's not bleak-bleak. Well, here's the thing. Put him in there. That's cool.
1: Yeah, but you know, it's still I I think that I could sit down to dinner with all three of these people and based on the stuff that runs through my head, which DB once described um, looking at my brain as um, watching the opening credits to uh, Tales from the Crypt, (laughs) (laughs) um, I think I would have a lot of fun Dition on all kinds of bleak ass shit with these folks at a dinner table. So yeah, there I go. But I would probably get along best, honestly, with Stephen King because he does have that sense of humor, and he admits he was completely and utterly coked up in the eighties. And uh, not that I was ever so coked that's
0: up. <laughs> it's not that you
1: were coked up in the eighties. No, I, I was. You know, you know, seventeen. <laughs> When the 80s ended, so you know, I didn't get to that point, but um, I think he has got such a great sense of humor. But I kind of suspect, as dark as Tana French and especially Mo Hater can get in their writing, I suspect there's a comedic layer that the rest of the world doesn't get to see. And I think I'd have a fun dinner party with that group.
0: Okay. So you're not going to go hang out in the pool and drink with them, you're just going to have a dinner party.
1: I'm going to have a dinner party with shit tons of bourbon
0: okay
1: yeah although i think sea King probably doesn't shrink anymore so you can laugh as the three of us the the other three of us get um sure
0: that's fine that's cool
1: tanked and they sorry, i'm gonna totally take notes on this and write a book
0: okay so my next one i'm trying to decide where to go from here because you took us in a dark place
1: i did but you can take us back to sunshine if
0: you like Oh, I don't know that I have sunshine left. Surrealism? Um, okay, so I'm going to go... This one's out on a limb. Ooh. And I'm not sure that this one would qualify for me, but it fits the 20-year dead rule. <laughs> and this celebrity... Isn't necessarily a celebrity. This is a person who's probably way too nice for me and, like, wouldn't. Well, this celebrity would not have said no to being my friend because the celebrity was everybody's friend. Ooh. Literally everybody's friend and gave value to every person on the planet who they touched.
1: Oh, my. Definitely yeah. not anyone on my list. This is Mr. Rogers. Oh my gosh. What a brilliant pick.
0: He's probably the only person who has ever been a celebrity that I literally cried when he died. Oh. Like oh I, actually, I actually mourned. And I'm tearing up right now. Because he was so pure and so wonderful that when he passed, I literally broke down and I was kind of a wreck for a little while. He was no. wonderful. And he's probably too nice for me. Like, I don't know that he'd want to sit out in the pool and drink with me, but I think he would be wonderful. And part of the reason I picked him is because I think he would be really good for Millie. She's had a very difficult time in the last few months. And I think that adding him to our entourage and having him come over to the house and just hang with us sometimes would be such a wonderful thing for Millie to have. And I actually think he and Millie, are the same kind of soul I completely
1: and utterly see that yes I think so because they're both just kind and they want the world to be a better place like Nina too they Mm -hmm. just want good things for the world and they want to personally contribute to those good things
0: Melanie's very pure and very kind and like she's way way nicer than I am and people are like oh you're doing such a good job raising your child and You know, Millie will get up from the table and walk across a restaurant and go over to a veteran that she sees, like, one of those old guys in the veteran hats, and she will thank them for their service. And that's so sweet. She just does that. That's just who
1: she is. So I won't get into the content of your latest Facebook posting, but when you made that one Facebook posting about um, Nina, another pure soul waited on that, my mom.
0: Yeah, she sure
1: did. And she complimented her. She complimented your parenting skills and she did so completely and utterly accurately because, you know, my mom would not do that if she did not feel it.
0: Yeah, she did. And that was sweet of her. It's just a a struggle. You know, Millie's Millie's Tourette syndrome has been very difficult and she's been having some really tough tick attacks. And I think it's related to um, anxiety, but I think we may have worked through that in this last few days and I'm hopeful that we're going to get that all fixed this week and that this really difficult period is going to be over. So, fingers crossed. Good. Because things had almost made
1: us cry. I felt it was horrible. And I know Nina felt horrible about it, too. And my mom. We yeah. were all like three generations of of Biggs women were going, yeah. damn it, Millie, we love you and we hope this is better.
0: Yeah. It was really rough this week for listeners. Millie had a a series of ticks where she was actually punching herself in the face and she couldn't control it. And it got to the point where she was actually punching herself in the face to the point where she got bruised on her face. We bought her uh, an MMA helmet (laughs) that she wears now. We bought her some sort of Hulk gloves that are, we bought her the Captain America version because they're cooler than the Hulk ones. So, you know, she wears her MMA hat and her Captain America gloves and we have to tape them on to her shirt that she sleeps in because otherwise she will actually throw them across the room. That's part of her tick. Mm-hmm. So we have to tape them onto her so she can sleep in them. But it's difficult. And, um, yeah, it's really rough. Bless her heart in a yeah.
1: non-Southern way.
0: Yeah, it's, it's getting better, I think. I think we're getting better. Okay, okay let's move on to some good ones.
1: Okay. Tell us the
0: light and airy that you have.
1: Well, damn it. Then I have to get rid of what I was next going to say because you did Celebrities You Cry or a Celebrity You Pass when you did a <laughs>
0: time out. No, you um, don't get to time out right there because if you slur, I slur. You guys don't cut out my slurs, so you got to do it
1: motherfucker okay
0: talking in cursive it's okay
1: okay (laughs) talking in cursive i like that so much better um you were talking about a celebrity who died that made you cry i was going to bring up two celebrities who died who made me cry vastly different celebrities but i still think it would be fascinating to bring them together in one spot
0: you're missing the point of this exercise
1: i know but I also think I would get along with them severely because I I strongly suspect they were both somewhat outcasts in some respects. And I've always felt like an outcast. All right. Bear the fuck with me and quit give me that judgy ass face. Bring it. Okay. Number one. And this also breaks your fucking 20 year rule. And I don't give two shits. So you'll deal with it, Jill.
0: Uh, no, not yep. if it breaks the rule.
1: If you hear, once you hear the names, you will grant me, um, atonement or whatever the fuck the Pope does.
0: Atonement. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't remember. I was only Catholic for like six years. So don't, don't judge me. Um, Gilda Radner and Jim Henson.
0: Gilda Radner.
1: Yeah, she died in 1989, so she's okay. a 30-year. And Jim Henson was 88 or 89. I don't remember entirely. Gilda
0: Rodner, I cried when she died, too. Like, I didn't actually cry, like, not Mr. Rogers' cry, but she. I was very sad. Um, but <coughs> you mentioned Petty Lamar a minute ago. <coughs> <coughs> oh, well, that
1: fuck, I went right down my trachea.
0: Okay, I'm giving you a pause right now. Thank you.
1: <laughs> put
0: your hands above your head like this seriously do this right now
1: oh yeah that's what I always you know I actually told someone at work to do that the other day go outside and put your arms above your head it'll be better such a mom thing isn't it, it
0: makes a big difference
1: it really does It. I don't know why okay, Jim, when did Jim Henson die he died in 1990 okay so okay, okay. they both break, break the rule they both break the rule I guess I'll save it for next round since you told me to get non crying dead people. So I'll get that to that in a bit. But someone I would put in who may barely, barely skate in under the rule Hedy Lamar.
0: Hedy Lamar was a badass. And let me look it up. Totally but badass. I think she might actually fit the rule. Oh. Um. Yes, she died in 2000.
1: No fucking way.
0: I thought she died way before that. I thought she was super old dead, but she's not. She's new dead.
1: I am shocked because she, oh my gosh, she She must have been. One, two, three, four,
0: five, six times. Go ahead.
1: So she beat me by four. That's okay.
0: <laughs> so oh, far. Sh- <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, no, don't you remember after John the Brit, I'm not getting married again. At most, if he dies, I'm shacking up. I'm done with this marriage.
0: Know. No, you can not get married for money.
1: <laughs> okay, if someone can buy me a $40,000 engagement ring, yeah. then I'll consider marrying for convenience. But it won't be for love. Mm. Anyway. But yeah, Hedy Lamarr, because what a fucking fascinating life does she live? Because I think she had one of the first nude scenes in cinema because she was not shamed by her own body.
0: Of course, she also did it in blackface. So there's that. Well, that's that I am Tondaleo thing.
1: (laughs) Well, motherfucker, I I need to read. I need to read more. (laughs) (laughs) um, Yeah, that's. That's my job as an attorney. I get one to two questions deep, and that's all I care
0: about. No. Well, back in the day, though, I mean, we can go back to our episode about can you hold people retroactively accountable? So,
1: at that point, she was not in a position of power. No. So if she wanted to work, she had to do what she had to do, right? Right. So I have no idea if she believed in it. So I'm just going to move on past that anyway. She um, was pretty cool, though. But she, I mean, think about because of her,
0: we have cell phones today. All right, But, okay, I'm going to let you have Hedy Lamar, but I need to ask you this. Mm-hmm. It has to be a reasonable fit. It can't just be somebody you'd like to know because you'd like to know them. Like, I'd love to know, like, know Negr- Neil deGrasse Tyson, but what am I going to talk to him about? Why are you going to know Hedy Lamar? What, why are you adding her to your entourage? And what is she adding to you? And how do you and she get along? Like, what is it that you two have in common?
1: Before I drank all this, um,
0: <laughs> Tiger Chanaka,
1: I could have told you more about that. But no, we waited until now in the episode, didn't we? Mm. And <laughs> now I'm channeling Dark Crystal. Um, but no. <laughs> she i mean think I, i'm just like she's okay so it's more she's lived a kind of life i wish i'd pushed myself to live
0: not the same
1: not and that's totally not the same okay do i have to knock her off the fucking list
0: if you guys don't have a thing you don't have a thing you can't add somebody to the list just because you think that they're cool
1: and I would feel really shitty going. Well, she was obviously smart, and I'm smart, so
0: we would talk. But yeah. she's you
1: she's math smart.
0: We could be friends because of all of these things.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna have to shift my answer to the weepy kind then. And um, I know these people are not within the time frame, so you're just gonna have to deal. Gilda Radner and Jim Hansen. Jim Hansen.
0: No. no. They're off the list because they're not in the time frame, even though they're amazing and no, <laughs> they don't fit the numbers. You can't do it because they're not in, they don't fit the rules. We have rules for a reason. You of all people are the most ruly ruler of the rules.
1: <laughs> I So I have a little bit of a, we must abide by the laws, but yeah. have your laws been codified motherfucker? No, they haven't. You made yes, them up have. on the spot.
0: We them at the beginning together.
1: Oh, did you have a majority vote? No, at best, you had
0: 50%. Uh, we had a majority vote. I said, okay. You said, okay. And that counts. Okay. Damn it. Well,
1: still, Jim Henson, Muppets.
0: Yes, they cool. But again.
1: Gonzo no. Miss Piggy were my homeboys. Gilda Radner.
0: Amazing. Moving on.
1: Amazing. All right, motherfucker. You know what? I'm going to pass this turn and throw it over to you because you've shot down everything I've tried to do.
0: Okay. So I have a good duo for us. <laughs> okay. Duo for us. Yes. I'm going to go with Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. Oh, shit. Yes.
1: <laughs> They're kind of us. Right? Yeah.
0: They are us. They are like the dude us. They
1: are the dude plus 40 years us. Yeah.
0: So that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> <laughs> you bitch. <laughs> I, have, I have one, two, three, four, five more.
1: Oh, shit. You're way ahead of me. Okay. So given the latest presidential races, I'm going to pick two. Uh, I've got a duo. Okay. I'm going to pick two of my favorite people from the current presidential race. Okay. Just because I relate to both of them on different levels. Number one. Let me ask. Okay. It's Bernie and Elizabeth. You're half right. Okay. Elizabeth Warren, because um, she's very earnest. She's very solid. She's very earnest and solemn she overthinks everything
0: absolutely
1: and did you see the beer video she posted
0: she's adorable I think I love Elizabeth Warren
1: that is totally something I would do and I just totally went oh my gosh you're like my soulmate Aside from Jill, you are my total soulmate. If Jill did not exist, I'd be doing this podcast with you, Elizabeth, because that
0: was one of the most <laughs> awkward, we funny. i be on. We should like contact her companion and be like, "You should be on our podcast."
1: <laughs> we should be like, "Do you want to drink a beer with us, or we'll we'll switch to beer in honor of the awkward beer <laughs> we'll video?" Put me up beer for you. Because <laughs> that made me love her all the more. I'm just not gonna lie. The other one, and this will probably, once you hear it, it will be obvious to you, Kamala Harris. Because she is, I mean, she's she got the attorney vibe going. She sure. Is, she can totally put on the prosecutor face and totally go after someone completely, no holds barred. Um but when she's sitting back a bit and someone asks her about prosecuting marijuana she'll laugh cuz she's like I've smoked that shit I know but you know it is <laughs> what it is I've got a job I got to do right folks come on I have the feeling I can relate to both of them so
0: okay since we're kind of in the political realm I have one sort of semi-political pick okay mine is Michelle Obama Yes. See, I feel like, especially since she's no longer first lady, she sort of showed her stripes, I'll say. When she showed up on that talk show and she was wearing those thigh high boots that were like super holographic amazingness, I was like, oh, yes, oh, we are yeah. friends. You're my awesome. But she also has a good sense of humor. She was like totally down to earth the whole time. She was first lady. Like she's still wearing J. Crew and stuff. And I think that overall she just gives the vibe of like don't fuck with me. But I'm still pretty fucking cool. So I think that Michelle Obama would hang with me in the pool. We could drink whatever drink she wants to drink. Because I would make her whatever she wants. Yeah, that's right. And we could have a really fun time.
1: I, I can totally get behind that, because I, I remember when I read the book Game Change, um, mm-hmm. there was a thing in that where they talked about when Barack met her brother, I think it was, and her brother was like, I know you have an interest in politics, Michelle has no fucking interest in politics, so get that shit right out of your head, and I'm paraphrasing yeah. with curse words, obviously, if you want to be with my sister. Yeah. And what happened? Nope. But was she like, all right, then we're going to do it under my terms? Hells yes. Because yep. they brought not just the kids, but grandma to the White House. Yep. And we're like, they we're raising these. Yep. Plus, I'm still totally in love with the um, clear shoes she wore. Yes. Around 2008, 2010 time period. She
0: I, had a few things that were kind of like. You're awesome. Go you. I know.
1: I know. And she showed off her guns in those sleeveless dresses. Yeah,
0: she did. She had some excellent guns. Oh, I and know. I thought they treated her poorly. Oh, motherfuck, they treated her like shit, and it was so not fair. No. So and- Michelle Obama's on my list. She's in my entourage. Okay. Or, or I'm in her entourage. However you want to put it.
1: I. I did totally get behind that because she's like the Beyonce of regular people.
0: Yeah, fight so far I have people. Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Lin-Manuel Miranda, Michelle Obama, Kristen Wiig, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Patrick Stewart, Ilya McKellen, David Steris, and Mr. Rogers all hang out on my pool.
1: <laughs> you have the kick-ass pool
0: party of the world. Your pool party is kind of boring.
1: My cool, My pool party... I'm sorry. That's it's going to be super sister.
0: serious. It's going to be super serious. Your pool party is going to be like kind of a letdown. It's not because it's I gonna bet. It's going to be like super smart people and they're all going to be cool, but I think it's going to be a little bit of a letdown.
1: No, you know what? We're all going to be telling these subversive intellectual jokes that no one else in the world gets and I'm going to laugh like I understand. <laughs> I
0: have one more author. Mm? Jack Handy. Deep thoughts with Jack Handy. Deep thoughts with Jack Handy. He's written <laughs> a couple of books, actually. No, way. I've never seen him in real life, but I love his thoughts. I love the way his mind works. He seems like the thinkiest thinker, and I think that he should hang with me. And you know, if you talk about communication styles, T is a thinker. That's his communication style. Absolutely. And I think T and Jack Handy would be like in my entourage, hanging out in the corner, just talking thoughts right there, the two of them. And T is very funny. He's very funny. And I think the two of them would have the best time. So I kind of picked out Jack Handy because I think he's funny, but also I think he and T would like be best friends. That
1: is awesome, and I adore that, and Jack Handy remains one of my favorite SNL sketches of all fucking time. I
0: love those. I love those. I have a boss at work named John, and so at the end of all of our meetings, we have to have, like, he does the final wrap-up thing, and so I started doing deep thoughts with (laughs) John Brown, and I would, like, put it all up there, and he was like, I really like that. I'm like... (laughs) Right on. <laughs> does, does he know what you're actually doing? He does he did like he totally okay. got it. And I appreciated the fact that he got it. I was like, oh, go you. I didn't think he would like because he seems super serious. So okay, who's your next person?
1: This will again be of no surprise to you whatsoever, Judy Dench.
0: Oh yeah, Judy Dench. Yay! Oh, she's good. She is good. If you pull Judy Dungeon, you also have to pull Helen Mirren.
1: Well, hell yeah.
0: They're a pair, right? They are. I don't know that they're actually a pair. Like, I don't even know if they're friends, but they should be if they're not. They should be the
1: Anne McKellen. uh, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart. I was about to go Jean-Luc Picard, and I knew that wasn't right. (laughs) The Anne McKellen, Jean-Luc Picard. Duh. they're the gender busting versions of them because they ass. kick ass. And Judy Dunch just especially as M and the James Bond movies, always strikes yeah. me as someone who's like, you are a dumb shit and you need to get it together. And, and I
0: said for years that you're Judy Dench and I'm Helen Mirren. And when we get older, that's who we're going to be when we grow up.
1: I know. And I have to say, I'm not Judy Dunch at this point because I have no right to tell anyone to get their shit together.
0: Are you shitting me? Of course you do.
1: (laughs) But I definitely want to be in that place at some point.
0: Um, You are in that place at this point. Look at, first of all, you are sort of a high powered attorney, and you can absolutely look at other people and be like, you need to get your shit together.
1: (laughs) Well, okay, some people but they are way off the mark
0: so but I have that right so all right the four people I have left are kind of celebrity people okay so I'm going to start with the one that I think is the closest in personality to actually me oh okay you can tell me if you think that I'm on the mark or off the mark I think she and I would either get along really, really well, or we would hate each other because we're too similar. Okay. Amy Schumer. <laughs> you think?
1: Wow. I am. I'm going to have to give this a little bit of thought. Because um, she, I, I always think of her as Trainwreck, the movie.
0: <laughs> right. Right, but she's, like, all her stand-up and stuff like that was really funny. But she is abrasive, and I'm abrasive, or can be. I'm less abrasive now that I'm older, and she's still younger than me. So, you know.
1: Okay, from that perspective, maybe I can see it. I, I think you guys would relate a lot, and you'd be all like, fuck those motherfuckers a lot together, which would be awfully fun. Right. So, yeah, I, okay, I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Okay, So, okay, if we're talking about people we think we're like, I'm not sure I could do that because I'm afraid I would insult somebody.
0: <laughs> well, it wasn't necessarily that I thought I was like her, but I thought that she and I would get along really well. Like I would enjoy hanging out with her and she would enjoy hanging out with me. I think we could really riff off each other and, and do well. Oh, damn straight. Okay, well,
1: along those lines then, I'm claiming Rebel Wilson.
0: Oh, yeah, I think you could do that
1: i think i could i think she and i would have a fuck ton of fun
0: plus so. you guys could come to my pool party and that would be fun damn straight
1: so there yeah. we go and melissa mccarthy for that matter but you'd already semi-claimed
0: her earlier so i kind of. i kind of did but she wasn't technically on the list so you can claim her
1: okay cool then i'm grabbing rebel and melissa and we're going out on the town and um, i drinking plants.
0: can i go with you
1: fuck yeah bring
0: amy we're in all right um my next one i think it's going to be a double and they're not necessarily friends or anything like that but they could know each other and if they don't know each other they should because i think they should be friends anna kendrick and kristen bell holy shit
1: i am in love i'll see your anna and kristen and throw in amila gunas
0: oh yeah absolutely Put her and let's, on, there.
1: and let's have a five way bad mom's party.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, Anna's not a mom.
1: No, but she could totally fit in with the bad mom's group. Yeah. She could be like the, haha, I do this so much better. Fuck y'all. Yeah.
0: She's, <laughs> and we go, like, you probably she's gonna... really funny. She's yeah. very funny, and, and Kristen Bell, I think, is amazing, and I really enjoy her humor. Plus,. Her and Dex
1: Shepard are adorable together.
0: They are kind of adorable. But it wouldn't be one of those things that, like, I'd be devastated if they broke up. Like, with Anna Ferris and... Chris Anna, Pratt. Chris Pratt. I actually liked Chris Pratt way better than Anna Ferris. Like, he was almost on my list. And, like, Ryan Reynolds was... Uh, those are honorable mentions. Agreed. Ryan
1: Ryan Reynolds is on my honorable mention list, too. Yeah.
0: I think I only have... Other than Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen and... Like the author guys, David Sedaris, Mr. Rogers, Jack Handy. I only have one other guy, and he's Who's, the last one. On, he's the last one on my list. Oh, do and tell! I'm going to be surprised. Oh, I am intrigued and
1: excited. Benedict Cumberbatch. <gasps> holy crap! Yes,
0: him. Yes, I, I love can, him because he can really make fun of himself, and he seems to have a very good take on the world and I feel like he could be in my aunt like he would sit in my pool and be like yes this is wonderful
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think you're right yeah totally there right Um, yes absolutely he he'd be a very good addition to the group that's so I gotta add one more okay Stephen Colbert
0: oh yeah can't go wrong with him I know or John Stewart or Trevor Noah. Or- Trevor or Noah,
1: Noah is also awesome. Plus the extra Stephen Colbert part because of the Lord of the Rings fandom.
0: Yes. I love the ones that I love the celebs that have like the geek fandoms that like really spill over. I totally get that. Mm. I almost put like I almost put the rock on and I almost put Vin Diesel on because they're, <gasps> like D&D guys. And I'm yes. Like, oh, yes, that's totally me. <laughs> But um, I didn't. Oh, I know that would be
1: close, though, wouldn't it? Which actually, yeah. John the Brit has been teaching AJ and I how to play D&D. And it's taken us on a couple of adventures. And it's been kind of funny. And I'm because AJ and I
0: are completely inept. You know, T was my dungeon master when we were teenagers. I That's know. That is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> that's all i have for tonight that's that's my that's my entourage i feel like i've got a really good entourage if i could only choose one though my number one pick phoebe waller bridge i have to stick with that dude i would take her to vegas with us
1: you know i think i would take gina to vegas with us as much as i'd like rgb or rbg um as much as I like, RBG, I would have to take Gina because I think um, I would be too shamed by Ruth Yeah, on a general basis. she would kick my ass. She would kick my ass. Um, but I swear I was going to say something. I have no idea what it was now.
0: But you get going so, Ruth be your bar name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, there we go. I'm going to spill some. Um, propel all over my but first cocktails t-shirt <laughs> so <laughs> okay oh shall so we gosh. wrap up you know what I suppose we should I could have sworn I had some oh I do have one more quick thing I have to say and it has nothing to do with the topic whatsoever right. and I meant I meant to say uh, two things I want to say and I meant to say both of them towards the beginning but I was too excited so okay. I'm like yay yeah, we can record again yay <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, hey, it's recording day.
1: I know, it's awesome. Um, number one, um, I already forgot. So I'm going to skip to number two and then hope I remember number one. <laughs> number two, I do want to give a shout out to Mullins Media because I've been talking to kind of the spearhead behind it, Tim Mullins on the regular, who is just a really fantastic, awesome guy. And um, he did Hillbilly Horror House. Um, which was a really cool ongoing story. Horror for-
0: House, not Whore House.
1: Yeah, there's a big difference. That's <laughs>
0: uh, um, but- correctly. <laughs>
1: yeah, good point. Uh, now's not the time for Gina to be slurring, um, but he is getting ready to release um, the successor to Hillbilly Horror House, and it sounds really awesome. And he's giving me some sneak previews into some stuff because I'm like special or some shit. I don't know. No, he's just a nice guy. That's why. Um, So when that comes out, please do tune into that. It's it's pretty cool stuff. And like we said, I have a dark, dark brain. So I'm enjoying the shit out of his work. She really does. Number one, I still can't remember what the first thing I was going to say. Oh, yes. I apologize once again for my sound quality. I'm still working on it. I will get a new mic soon. I'm still pissed about my last one breaking. And I'm mad. And I'm sad. But what are you going to do? So anyway, it's okay. A it just it's hard takes time
0: to get caught up.
1: Yeah. So anyway, so anyway, that's a, that's all I got. But yeah. Thank you for letting me do that diversion. Thank
0: you for listening. Well, to us you're welcome. Week. Our and website's we alwaysneverwrite.com You can see the topics for each episode, along with what we're drinking, so you can make a drink with us. There's also links to the Facebook page, to Instagram, to Twitter, and all that on the contact us page.
1: And if you haven't already, please hit that subscribe button and tell your friends about us too. Um, And if you have a few moments and you like what you hear, we would love some feedback on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen because that does help us grow. And we
0: we admit we would like to grow a bit. Yes, please. This (laughs) has been a very friendly episode of Always. Never. Right. I'm Jill.
1: And I'm Gina. And thank you again so much for making us a part of your week and we'll talk to you again next week meddles. standard disclaimer always never write is in no way shape or form performed or produced by professional advice givers we've just lived a lot So if any of our life experiences prove useful, we're happy to share, especially if we can share in an entertaining way. But if you have serious problems, please see a therapist, doctor, psychiatrist, life coach, or someone who is actually trained to know what the hell they're doing when passing out advice. Also, please note that most names and the descriptions of many events have been modified to both make things more entertaining and to protect the innocent, the not-so-innocent, and the flat-out guiltiest sin assholes.